Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And ebaymotors.com has all the ingredients you need. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. Now that's tasty. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code RJBell and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code RJBell at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Well, if you're listening to us in the Pacific time zone, there's one hour left in the month of November. If you're listening in the Eastern time zone, it's already December. Now, why is this important? See, because in the NFL, there's a saying, they always remember what you did in December. 
See, December will determine playoff eligibility, the fates of coaches, even the final result of your fantasy team. And in college football, December now shapes the lineup for the reality show 14 playoff charade as well. And all of it, all of it's good for business, our business. So welcome back. This is the weekend edition of Straight Out of Vegas. I'm joined in studio by Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the prestigious Hilton Now Westgate Super Contest. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Fez, so much to get to, not the least of which is the college football playoff, which is coming quick, as it were. We've got the conference uh, championship games next week. Uh, One of the teams not playing uh, this just in will be the Michigan Wolverines. They will not be participating. I understand uh, actually uh, Jim Harbaugh is in concussion protocol after that curb stomping today at the hands of the Ohio State Buckeyes. But I digress. I'm not going to pick on Harbaugh. If you know me, if you've listened to me over the years, I pegged this guy years ago, and I'm sticking to my story. So far, I would say Harbaugh's given Bill de Blasio and his presidential campaign a run for the most stimulating performances of 2019. But let's talk at the matter at hand, because it looks like LSU is in. Even if they were to lose to Georgia, the three-and-a-half-point favorites next week, Ohio State's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite against Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. I just can't picture... Ohio State losing. Let's go chalk there. Clemson minus 24 against Virginia. That leaves the fourth spot. And, Fez, it appears now that Alabama has gotten beaten. And, by the way, if you're scoring at home, the two teams that will be vying for the spot that might have been Alabama's had they won today will be Utah. And, hypothetically, Bama would have been a a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Utah on a neutral, four-and-a-half-point favorite against Oklahoma on a neutral. But Alabama won't be playing, so it doesn't matter. Utah is laying two-and-a-half against Oregon, and it looks like Oklahoma is a nine-point favorite against Baylor. I have an opinion who I think on Tuesday, let's see, it'll be Tuesday, December 10th, I believe, is when the committee announces the official Final Four. I have an opinion who I think the fourth team will be. Who do you think it'll be? Before I have my opinion, it's important that we clarify. If Georgia beats LSU and Georgia's only a three-and-a-half-point right. underdog, good. thank you. Then forget all this. We have we ha- we have our final four. It's going to be Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson because LSU is still going to get in. So both these teams are huge LSU fans to beat Georgia. If that occurs, then we like you said, Bernie, it's going to be Oklahoma or Utah. And if both teams win, I'm going to make the case this is truly a too close to call type of election where style points and every electoral vote you can pick up is critical for both these teams because I could see it going either way. First, thanks for clarifying that because my dissertation presumes chalk, presumes that LSU is going to win. But look, if, if Georgia were to win, then that's it right there. I believe LSU will still be in, Ohio State will be in, Clemson will be in, and Georgia will be in by virtue of beating the number one team. But if chalk holds for purposes of this argument, my vote would go to Oklahoma, assuming Oklahoma beats Baylor, although the proverbial style points aspect of this will rear its head. I just think Oklahoma's kept faster company. They beat Texas when Texas was ranked. They They won at Baylor. They beat Iowa State. And they won tonight at Oklahoma State, a tough place by 18 points, won by margin. 
Yes, they had the loss to Kansas State. Juxtapose that against Utah. Utah's loss was at USC, and it didn't look good. Who's Utah's signature win, Fez? BYU, maybe? and At Washington. Okay, fair enough. What's Washington's record? Three loss Washington? <laughs> yeah, they're four and five in conference. Yeah, thank you very much. I was being facetious. The bottom line is this, uh, that I think Oklahoma's kept faster company, although our power ratings suggest that if Utah met Oklahoma on a neutral field, Utah would be uh, minus one. So if Utah does beat Oregon next week, that would be their best win. Stay tuned. I got a funny feeling Oregon might shock them. And it really wouldn't be a shock. It's a two-and-a-half-point number. But let's you know not get too far ahead of ourselves. They've still got to play the games. And if there's one thing we've known about this, you know, committees in the committee and their decisions is that we don't know anything. We don't really know how the hell they do this. Uh, they've done a pretty darn good job of keeping it a secret. All right. One of the things that's not a secret, before we dive into this week's slate, um, you know, Fez, we talked about a game last week. I, I've known you eight years now, and we almost never disagree. One of the games we disagreed on last week was Tampa Bay get catching points against Atlanta. And the reason I liked Tampa Bay last week, and I'm going somewhere with this, folks, work with me, is because Bruce Arians in his career, 17-3 and against the spread, when he is playing in a game where the week prior his team not only didn't cover the spread, they didn't cover the spread by a margin of a touchdown or more, Tampa Bay fit into that category. Tampa Bay ends up winning outright. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because it begs the question, which coaches have been the most profitable? Which five coaches have been the, the best to their backers in terms of cashing tickets? And before I get into that, Fez, Let's take what happened last week in Tampa Bay in the Arians situation. And I want to ask you as the professional wonk, look, how can we extrapolate this information on a go-forward basis as a practical matter and use coaches as part of your handicapping strategy and how you can quantify whether or not to back a side or not back a side based on the coach? Yeah, it's interesting because think about it, team's year-to-date stats – incorporate that coach being there, right? So if you just look at their underlying stats, you should be able to tell how good that coach is. But I feel that what where the stats lie or they don't tell the full picture is that the game management aspect of coaching becomes critical and the really good coaches do it well and the bad coaches do it poorly oftentimes. And so, frankly, uh, Belichick is the genius and it's very rare that I see him do any type of game decision that I disagree with. I'll make the case, just look at the Atlanta Super Bowl. Sure. He kept kicking off to the two-yard line, and Atlanta was starting their drives at their own 12-yard line consistently. And that one decision that New England made on special teams, I think, ultimately won them the game. If they do not do that, I do not think they've got time to catch up in that Super Bowl and those are the sort of things that the New Englands of the world do consistently right. The Sean Paytons for New Orleans do it. The Andy Reeds for Kansas City. The Mike Zimmers for Minnesota. Contrast that to the Jason Garretts of the Cowboys that just come up with just clever and puzzling ways to lose games that I just wouldn't even anticipate. i got to give them credit for. All right, so that's a tease. Let's just rip through the five coaches that are most profitable. Belichick, Zimmer, Sean Payton, Andrew Eden, Pete Carroll. Start with Belichick. If you blindly bet Bill Belichick, 62%. 
you'd have 160 wins and 98 losses. If you bet 100 every game, you'd be up about $5,800. And one of the reasons, Bill Belichick, why that is such a special statistic for me is because New England is typically expensive. They're almost always overvalued. You're going to lay a premium with New England. You're laying points on the road tomorrow against Texans, the Texans. And Belichick, you know, even though New England oftentimes is overpriced, they still manage to cover. Mike Zimmer, 57 and 33, 63%. If you blindly bet him, $100. Your profit's about $2,100. Sean Payton, just behind him at 56%, one of his claims to fame. You talk about decisions. Peyton's a guy that'll go for it on fourth and three. He'll go for it on fourth and four. The Saints are about scoring touchdowns, not settling for field goals. Andy Reid, not too bad either. He's 141 and 121. He'd have made about $1,400 if you flat bet him $100 a game. Pete Carroll brings up the rear just behind Andy Reid at 82 and 65. Notice I didn't mention guys like John Gruden, Mike Tomlin, Doug Peterson. They've won Super Bowls, but they don't always cash for their betters. Those five coaches, they've been very friendly to their backers. And think about this. This seems impossible, right? Because everyone knows these are the best coaches. So you would think that they're the point spread tax would apply to these coaches and you could not make money betting them. And frankly, the ultimate crazy stat is that Belichick has covered six out of 10 games since he won his first Super Bowl with New England, despite everyone knowing he's the best coach. And it just shows how coaching, you talk about these teams being undervalued based on their stats, mm -hmm. but these coaches are undervalued based upon the um, the extra expertise they bring to their teams. Fair enough. Uh, your, your point's taken. A multiple Super Bowl champion, so therefore they're overpriced, but they managed to cover. Anyway, I'm talking about Bill Belichick. All right, let's dive into this slate. We've got a lot to get to, including all of our best bets. And this game involves Sleepy's best bet. We'll get to that in a second. The Green Bay Packers, Fez, visit New York, laying the New York Giants. Laying six and a half, Green Bay five and zero oh against the spread, following a straight up loss. But Green Bay on the road, their last four seasons, their win percentage only thirty nine percent against the spread, forty seven percent. No, by the way, Green Bay zero oh and two straight up and against the spread, their last two road games. I feel this game comes down to Saquon Barkley versus the Green Bay twenty ninth rush defense. And oh, by the way, the Packers, Fez. They've been outgained by their opponents the last three games. Yeah, the Packers are leaking oil. They may be 8-3, and three, but they've only outscored their opponents by 16 points. So a team that is so close with their points versus their opponents should be more like 6-5. and five. And frankly, the Packers started out hot, playing very well their first three games. They've had some horrible games of late. You think about that Charger game in L.A., the L.A. flu they blamed it on, where they just got absolutely <laughs> punched in the mouth and got run over. That game against San Francisco, wow. Green Bay, in a yards-per-play differential, got outgained by 4.7 yards per play, which is almost impossible, Bernie. Basically, what that means is every time that um, the 49ers snapped the ball, they gained five yards more than every time that Green Bay snapped the ball. And, in fact, it was the worst performance from a yards-per-play perspective of the year. The Packers' D has regressed. It's not nearly as good. I could only look to the Giants in this game. Well, you're in good company. Uh that's also Sleepy's best bet. Sleepy is grabbing the points here. The Giants plus six and a half. As you pointed out, one of the real issues here for the Packers, their defense has simply regressed every week. Not a good thing. Another big favorite, Carolina Panthers, a home favorite against the visit visiting Washington Redskins. The Redskins, a moribund franchise, 
Their last five games, all five, they've lost the stat battle. And yes, Dwayne Haskins finally off the schneid, got his first career. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But with Dwayne Haskins at the helm, the Redskins are averaging a paltry 15 points a game, 223 yards on the ground. There is a revenge factor here, too, with the Carolina Panthers. Remember, they lost at Washington last year. That knocked the Carolina Panthers out of the playoffs. Do you lay the wood here with Carolina? I can only lean to Carolina here, and the issue is that, boy, did Washington play lousy last week. And I know everyone say, wait a minute, Fez. Washington won. They played well. No, they didn't. They played lousy. They played a Detroit Lion team that struggled the entire game, a Detroit Lion team that lost the turnover battle 4-2 to two and gave up a kickoff return touchdown, Washington's only touchdown of the entire game. Despite all that, the game was still tied. The Lions had the ball close to midfield, turned it over one more time, and that was the end, and Washington was able to escape with a victory. And frankly, Bernie, I love betting against bad teams that get a phony win somewhere in their schedule and then go ahead and fade them the very next game. So I would only look to fade Washington and back Carolina here. I'm in complete agreement. We have got a lot of games to get to, including San Francisco, Baltimore, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Raiders, Chiefs, Right on down the line. He's Stiff Fezzik. I'm Bernie Fratto. Great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com and see how much you could save. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. This episode is brought to you by HP+. Plus. In a world full of smart devices, shouldn't your printer be smart too? It is with HP+. Plus. These printers know when they're running low, so you always get the ink you need delivered right when you need it. Plus, you save up to 50% on ink, so you can print whatever you want, as much as you want, any time you want. Huh, that is pretty smart. Get six free months of instant ink when you choose HP+. Plus. Conditions apply. Visit hp.com smart for details. 
Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And we continue as San Francisco visits Baltimore, the Red Hot Ravens, laying 676% of the tickets on the visiting Niners, who are 5-0 and on the road. Fez, the market just simply has not caught up with the Ravens. And uh, they stifled Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, they won all three of those games by an average score of 36-14. to 14. The Ravens won four in a row versus winning teams by a cumulative total of 100 points. This is a very good football team, and they have become also one of the top 10 defenses in the league. They, they are doing it on both sides of the ball, and in their seven-game winning streak, only allowing 14 points per game, one of the narratives that keeps coming up is, can Lamar Jackson sustain this? And I talked about him last week and what a great player he is. We already know he's a world-class athlete, but he's an excellent game manager. Look at the film last week. He drops back. He's got an excellent pocket presence. He directs traffic. His feet are quiet. He keeps his eyes downfield. This is a tough game for me to handicap. I'm going to stay away. I think the Niners got some issues. Their interior defensive line is banged up. How can they stop the Ravens on the ground? Baltimore has not scored less than 23 points this year. You know, I would just say this. This is a this is a tough handicap. Yeah, I think you're understating how well Baltimore has played. They're unprecedented in terms of their play of late. You you nailed it. Four of the last five opponents have been really good. And yet, not only are they five and zero straight up and against the spread, but they're covering by twenty five and a half points on average, and they've won every game by fourteen or more points. Lamar Jackson, extremely high football IQ. I am extremely impressed with his ability to make snap decisions instead of panicking and tucking the ball and running. He gets out of the way of the rush, then he stops. He looks downfield again. Sometimes he'll back back up, look for receivers. Sometimes he'll go ahead and run. And the bottom line is. The San Francisco 49ers are not good at stopping the run. Right. They're not good at stopping mobile quarterbacks. Look no further than the last two mobile quarterbacks they played in their last in three games recently. Two games against Kyler Murray, one against Russell Wilson. All three games, the quarterbacks had really good rushing days, and the, their teams had really good rushing days. Because of that, I'm going to look towards playing Baltimore minus the current number at minus 5.5. One final thing. The 49ers are, in fact, a top-10 defense, correct? Oh, yes. Okay, a trick question. But they're great against the pass, not not nearly as good against the run. The Ravens have faced two top 10 defenses this year. They're 2-0. and In those two games, they rushed for an average of 174 yards per game, to your point, 
and they averaged 31 points in those two games. The only reason I'm not on this game tomorrow is because I try to find that one edge that jumps at me, and I just honestly can't find it in this game because it's baked into the number. You're giving a very good 49ers team almost a touchdown. Fez, let's head to Indianapolis. You talked about this earlier in show prep. Tennessee visits Indianapolis. Had we done the show yesterday, the line would have been Colts laying two and a half, but we've got a runaway line. I'll let you share that with the with the listeners in just a second here. Titans, hey, break out the Titans. They've won four of their last five with Ryan Tannehill, a quarterback, but the Colts have won their last three versus the Titans. This, in effect, is a battle for the second wild card spot in the AFC. We thought we thought Derrick Henry was poised to go off last week. He did. Both teams run the ball well. Both teams top 15 rushing attacks. Both, te- both teams top 15 rush defenses. However, Fez, the Colts, let's face it, they've been offensively challenged. They've only scored north of 17 points twice in the last six weeks. Yeah, and I can't blame all of that on the Colts because Brian Hoyer was not good, specifically the game against Miami. Having said that, I agree with the money that's pouring in on Tennessee, and it is pouring in. Tennessee is now plus one. Tennessee was plus two and a half just recently. I think by tomorrow, Tennessee is going to close the favorite. The markets with the initial opening numbers, they're not giving Tennessee enough credit, and they're not giving Tannehill enough credit. It's been a huge upgrade at quarterback Mariota, not nearly as good as Tannehill, passing the ball. And frankly, Tannehill has been actively running as well as last three games, 37 yards or more. So um, dual threat, amazingly, with with Tannehill. And Indianapolis is banged up. T.Y. Hilton is injured. Mack is injured. Their tight end, Ebron, is injured. So without their full um, uh, complement of playmakers for Indianapolis, I could only look towards a Titan team that is surging. And the line now? The line is plus one on Tennessee. They're still the underdog, at least as of uh, 11.20 Pacific time Saturday night. Let's see where they're at. I'll predict they're minus one by the time you wake up tomorrow morning. That's where I was going with this, so you might want to fire now to get the better of the number, even though you should have got the number a few days ago. But to your point, you even think there's a chance, well, you just said it, that uh, Andy could be a home dog by kickoff tomorrow, which is uh, less than 11 hours away. All right, Philadelphia laying nine at Miami, Philly, terrible on offense last week. Carson Wentz fumbled twice through two interceptions. But let's look at this as a glass-half-full game for the Eagles. Philly is 13-1 and straight up, 14-0 and against the number. The following week, after scoring 10 or less points the week before. By the way, Philly's coming off a three-game homestand, and they lost their last two. In that situation, Fez, in the lexicon of the NFL, teams that do that have a three-game homestand and lose their last two before going on the road. They're eight and two against the spread. Their next name. The problem is it's baked into the line. They're laying nine at Miami. You know, one thing I'm always skeptical a little bit of these these trends because whenever I hear a team's eight and two in that situation, you know what that means. That means they're eight and three because you always chop it off at a loss at the end of the tail there. Bottom line is I do like Philly in this game, and it's all about that loss last week against Seattle. What happened? Well, Wentz didn't play well, but he didn't have any wide receivers. Jeffrey and Aguilar both were scratches, so he literally had no one to throw to except for his tight ends, Goddard and um, and Ertz. And without his full complement of wide receivers, heck, he didn't have any of his wide receivers. And Lane Johnson 
gifted tackle went down. He couldn't play. He didn't go down. He didn't play the entire game. Another lineman went down. So that's why the Eagles were so bad offensively and, frankly, why the Eagles were bad against New England as well. Now that these guys are going to be back, they're wide receivers in Lane Johnson, and they're playing Miami. Miami, uh, Philly should have a big game. I understand why the money's coming on Philly. I agree with it. Philly minus 10 looks like a good bet to me. I'm in agreement. Uh, initially, I looked to the dog, but now I'm flipping around, and I may yet fire on Philly, but I haven't yet. All right, let's sneak one more in. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, a pick. Bucks out-yarded their last six opponents. Well, five out of six, and the Jags' defense has really regressed. They've surrendered season-high yardage the last two games. And, oh, by the way, here you go, that Bruce Arians guy again, 22-11 against the spread on the road in his career versus teams with a losing record. Yeah, and all the money has been on the Bucks, and the Bucks are currently minus 2.5, and, and it's going to minus 3. And while I agreed with the money on the Bucks back when it was Pick'em, who are we kidding that to make Tampa Bay a three-point favorite against anybody on the road? I get it. Jacksonville's defensive effort hasn't been there. They've been run on for over 200 yards the last two weeks. But a bottom line is, at plus three, I'll back a Jacksonville team that I think you, you could make a case is certainly the same category as Tampa Bay. Who is Jameis Winston, the turnover machine, to be laying three? I would look towards Jacksonville. You're not wrong, my friend. All right. We've still got best bets to get to. Jets, Cincinnati. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Rams, Arizona, Oakland, Kansas City, and, oh, yeah, New England, Texans, among others. We're going to get to all of those games and drop some information so you can beat your bookie tomorrow. But first, let's go to the only guy we know who's won a Lifetime Achievement Award twice. It's Brian (laughs) Finley with the latest. Thank you so much, Bernie. According to Media Reports, Rutgers football downtrodden after a 2-10 season. They've got some hope. They've agreed to an eight-year deal with Greg Schiano as he will return as their, their head coach for a second stint. Now, contract negotiations initially broke down between the sides days ago. We've got some college football that is still going on for you gluttons for college football. Hawaii is leading the Army Black Knights 24-17 to late in the second quarter. That is the only college football game still going on. Some of the latest games to wrap up, Arizona State took care of Arizona 24-20 after the game. Wildcats athletic director Dave Heeks saying that Kevin Sumlin will be back next season despite the Wildcats going 4-8. The Bruins of UCLA finishing 4-8 after Cal got the best of them 28-18. Earlier, fifth-ranked Alabama with a penalty late and a missed field goal as Auburn hangs on 48-45, dimming Bama's playoff hopes. Meanwhile, number one Ohio State emasculates Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines 56-27. Justin Fields, four touchdown passes, and his head coach Ryan Day lusting over Fields after the game. I don't know if there's many better in the country. I want to see who they are. The way he played today, he was tough. He went down with a knee. He made plays with his feet. He made plays with his arm. He was competitively tough. He prepared like heck, made some big-time throws. I'm so proud of him. Hey, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Back to Bernie Fratto in the Geico Fox Sports Studios. All right, thanks so much, Brian. And what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Fez, let's head to Cincinnati. The New York Jets, winners of three in a row, on the road, laying points. Imagine that. Did you ever envision that scenario? The New York Jets laying three and a half at Cincinnati. Breaking news, 
Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, he's back under center. By the way, in his career, in December games, Andy Dalton is 20-10 and 10 against the spread in his career. Here's one of those trends, Fez, that sometimes makes your teeth itch. The Jets have won three in a row in the history of the Jets in this millennium. Whenever they won three in a row and had to go on the road for a fourth, they're two and six against the spread. They're laying a lot of points here. I'm gonna feel I'm gonna get the impression you're gonna like the dog here. I do like the dog. And let's face it, winning at sports betting is as often as simple as looking to buy low and sell high. So what do we mean by that? Well, with the Jets, you could buy low when everyone hated the Jets and the Jets was an anachronism for just end the season. Well, now the Jets are excited. They weren't excited before. No one was excited to bet them. I recall betting the Jets plus three against the New York Giants when the Jets were home. I recall betting the Jets plus two and a half at the Washington Redskins, the worst team in the NFL. And now, blink, a month has gone by, and suddenly the Jets are laying three and a half at a Bengal team. Now, I get it. You want to make the case for the Bengals being the worst team in the NFL, and they were with Ryan Finley, but they most certainly are not with Andy Dalton coming back. That is a significant upgrade, at least a field goal upgrade, for a Cincinnati Bengal team that basically met expectations last year, despite having last week, despite having no quarterback play at all at Pittsburgh. And I could see the Bengals easily winning this game. And you're going to give me three points with the Bengals. I will take it with Andy Dalton. The team is sending a clear message to its players. We want to win a game this year. And this is one of those games that they could indeed win. I like the Bengals plus three. I'm with you. And I will say this. We've talked about this week after week, the strong trends having to do with winless teams in the NFL after week eight cover. And the Bengals actually have been covering. I'm not involved in this game. But I sure would look to the dog. Now, here's a game I'm going to watch as a fan. I'm really looking forward to it. The Cleveland Browns, just a few days off. It just wasn't that long ago. They had that brawl laying two at Pittsburgh, Fez. I did not misspeak. The Cleveland Browns are a favorite at Pittsburgh. Why is that significant? The last time the Browns were a favorite in Pittsburgh, gas was 97 cents a gallon. Indiana Jones was the number one movie, and Mikhail Gorbachev, was Time Magazine's Man of the Year. Yes, that was 1989. And by the way, for scoring at home, the Browns won that day 51 to nothing. Since then, they're 1-28 straight up in Pittsburgh. I kind of like this 11th-ranked Pittsburgh defense. And when you look at this game tomorrow, it's kind of a de facto playoff game. The Browns are 5-6, and six, Pittsburgh 6-5. Six and five. Cleveland can ill afford to fall to 5-7. and seven. Pitt has a chance to put a stranglehold on that other wild-card spot. Pitt, as an underdog, last three years... 77% of the time, they cover. Pitt can't run the ball, but their defense is okay. By the way, if you don't like the side, you might look to the under. It's currently 40. Yeah, and I do like Pittsburgh in this game. Just two weeks ago, Cleveland was hosting Pittsburgh in the debacle that was the Thursday night um, helmet disaster, and Cleveland was laying three in that game. So think about that. So the look-ahead line on this game two weeks ago was Pittsburgh minus three. Made sense. Cleveland was laying three at home. Pittsburgh should be laying three at home. Well, now Pittsburgh is catching two points, and I get it. Cleveland convincingly won that game Thursday night. Cleveland blew out the Miami Dolphins, so we'll, we'll upgrade Cleveland. We're not going to upgrade Cleveland five points and certainly not going to upgrade them when they're facing uh, a Pittsburgh team that's going to be led by Devlin, Duck Hodges. I love and, that guy. And I'll make the case that he's every bit as good a quarterback as Rudolph, and I think the team will respond very positively the last thing you want with a team is lots of distractions, and the Rudolph helmet situation is a huge distraction. So bringing in Hodges, I think, is a big plus 
for the team. It's a huge revenge game for Pittsburgh. Bottom line is I like the Pittsburgh Steelers here. All right, a divisional game here that I don't think is going to attract a lot of attention. Rams laying a short number at Arizona. Kyler Murray. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. His health has been called into question, but I've seen no report anywhere that suggests He's not playing tomorrow. Sean McVay in his short career, 5-1 and one against the spread, coming off a loss. Fez, the most embarrassing loss under the Sean McVay era, as it were, for the Super Bowl defending champs. I do think that you get a max effort out of the Rams tomorrow, but that doesn't mean I want to back them. I'm not sure we get a max effort out of the Rams. Let's talk about the They're Rams. Embarrassed. What, I agree that typically when a team is embarrassed, you, you expect a full effort. However, another aspect is that when a team has their dreams crushed, oftentimes they come up flat the rest of the year, especially a team that's still reeling from a Super Bowl hangover from last year. And now they know. I mean, they know they are not a contender in any way, shape, or form. And this was a Monday night dream crusher at that. So they've had a short week facing an Arizona team off of a bye fully rested. It is a fantastic spot for an Arizona team that, frankly, Kyler Murray keeps playing better and better and better. The only trepidation I have here is that Murray, a little banged up with the hamstring. I don't know how much he can run, but he did practice on Friday. He is going to play. I like Arizona. All right, let's head to Kansas City. The Chiefs, the line opened at 9.5. They're hosting the Oakland Raiders. It's now up to 11, as you aptly pointed out earlier today, Fez. The year-to-day stats... Uh, on the Chiefs are a little skewed because Matt Moore started three games in place of uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, it's cliche. Andy Reid off a bye, 18-9 against the spread. Tough spot for Oakland because this is a situation where you're pitting Oakland's terrible defense against Kansas City's way above average offense. Points per game, yards per game, yards per play. The Chiefs rank fourth, third, and second respectively. The Raiders are between 25th and 28th in those three categories. The Chiefs have scored at least 24 points or more, 10 of their last 11 games. Oakland coming off a terrible performance last week in New York against the Jets. Only managed 208 yards of offense. And oh, by the way, did I mention the Chiefs have won their last four versus the Raiders? The fact of the matter is 
the Chiefs could be undervalued here, minus 11. Yeah, and you nailed it. The three games with Matt Moore instead of Mahomes and the three losses they had when Mahomes did indeed play against Indy, Houston, and the Titans, but Mahomes had a, a banged-up ankle that um, got um, aggravated during both those games and, of course, the first game back after the dislocation of the kneecap. So I'll make the case that as good as those Kansas City offensive numbers look, they're actually undervalued. They should get better with a fully healthy Mahomes going forward, and that defense continues to improve under the Raider. Renfro, wide receiver for the Raiders, is injured. That's going to hurt them moving the chains. I would only look to the Kansas City Chiefs. We've still got best bets to get to. We're going to talk about the Chargers, Denver, New England, Houston. And if time permits, I think we should talk about the Monday night game. Minnesota, Seattle should be a doozy. He's Steve Fezzik. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! <sighs> when I'm driving in my Lincoln, my troubles kind of wander off, like an enthusiastic podcast host. Don't get me wrong, pens that write upside down are cool, but like, why not just use pencils or or, or chalk or 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 even crayons. What were we talking about again? About the moon landing. Right. Right. Experience the power of sanctuary. Test drive a vehicle designed with your well-being in mind at Lincoln.com. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. But the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about nine or ten, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto. He's Steve Fezzik. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And before we move along to L.A., Chargers versus the Denver Broncos. Just a heads up, people like to know these things. Who do the books need tomorrow? Well, they need the New York Giants. They're catching six and a half. 96% of the tickets are on the Packers. They need the Washington Redskins. About 90% of the tickets are on the Carolina Panthers. The Miami Dolphins, the books would like to see come in tomorrow. About 82% of the tickets are on the Philadelphia Eagles. And finally, the winless Cincinnati Bengals, who we talked about a minute ago, 83% of the tickets are on the Jets. And by the way, before we go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. Very busy time of the year for these guys. 
You do a terrific job keeping us glued together, turning all the dials, and providing all the most important aspects so we can keep this show on the air. And that would be Chris Perfett, Eric Roberts, and Brian Finley. Thanks so much, guys, for the team effort week in and week out. Denver Chargers should be a real hoot tomorrow. Chargers 2-11 following the Kansas City game. 1-8 against the spread following a bye. Oh, yeah, Chargers are off a bye, and they just played Kansas City. They're visiting Denver. Fez, do you have any thoughts on this game? Well, holy line move here, Bernie. So <laughs> the Chargers, the 4-7 and seven Chargers. You know, if you walked up to the average person who gambled a little bit and you asked them, what do you think this spread is on this Chargers at Denver game? I'd make the case most people would make Denver a small favorite, but the Chargers are now laying three and a half points. Amazingly, in this game, I could only lean towards Denver at that price, but it might even go higher. And what's happening is there's a lot driving this line move. To summarize, Drew Locke is going to make his first start, the rookie out of Missouri. Vegas feels he's not ready. Well, Brandon Allen wasn't ready last week against Buffalo, but Brandon Allen did play well the two games before. So there's Part of that is that Locke is starting. Another part of it is that the Chargers' D is finally getting healthy. A little bit under the radar. Their two safeties are coming back. Derwin James might not play that many plays, but obviously he's a great player. And their other safety, Phillips, has had a broken arm for most of the year. He's going to play, so the Chargers are indeed getting healthier. And think about it, the Chargers were a team that was supposed to win 10 games this year. Yeah. So there's those expectations. Well, Phillip Rivers was supposed to be a top-10 quarterback, and that's certainly not the case. I tell you where I'm going with this game. I'm going under because the Lions moved two and a half points because we're concerned about the Denver quarterback and the Charger defense is healthier. Well, I'm concerned about the Charger quarterback, and I like the additions to the defense that I'm seeing. I see this as being a very low-scoring game under 38. I'm going under two, and it is 38, but uh, it feels like an under, and there's just not a lot to talk about in this game. I think off, you know, points will be at a premium. All right, a game I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. It's the national Sunday night TV game. The New England Patriots visiting Houston. The Pats currently laying three on the road. New England is four and two against the spread on the road in 2019. Tom Brady, nine and one career versus the Texans, 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a passer rating of 105. Now, give the Texans credit. They're averaging 31 points per game at home in their last four. But Bill Belichick has a way of exploiting your weakness and one of the weaknesses of the Texans. They're 25th in pass protection. Can they keep Deshaun Watson upright? I'm not so sure. And we both know, Fez, that the Patriots' offense won't be setting any records this year, but their defense and their special teams, they're for real. The Pats have the league's top defense, and they held the NFL's top offense just a week and a half ago, the other team from Texas, from Texas, the Cowboys, without a TD. That was the only time all season that's happened to them. 70% of the tickets are on the Patriots. I'll be one of them. Yeah, I got to give credit to R.J. Bell here because I came in with tremendous volumes of information about why the Patriots are struggling so much on offense. And bottom line, R.J. you know, cut me off and he said, Fez, last year and frankly, the last five years, where would you put the Patriots offense? And I said, oh, you know, top three. Right. And he said, where would you put the Patriots statistically defense? And I, and I said, middle of the road, you know, right around 15. He says, good, I agree. And then he asked me, where would you put the Patriots offense this year? And I'd say middle of the road. Where's the Patriots defense? It's top two. So think about this. Nothing has really changed other than instead of the offense driving the show, it's the defense that's driving it for the Patriots. You net it all out. The Patriots still are 
one of the two best teams in the NFL. And if they're one of the two best teams, they certainly should be able to get the job done here against Houston. I could only look towards the Patriots. Say what you will about this team. They're still 10-1 and one this year. They are Super Bowl defending champions. As it stands right now, they are still poised to host the AFC Championship game until they're not. I like this game tomorrow. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Wink into our best bets. It may be in that game. Before we do, Fez, real quickly, we typically don't talk about the Monday night game on Saturday night, but I want to this time because it's a marquee matchup in my view. Seattle laying three at home against Minnesota. Seattle last week went over their season total of eight and a half. So if you bet the over, you've already cashed. Seahawks nine and two, but only two wins this year versus teams who above are above 500. Now, that's not their fault. You can only ask him to beat the team that gets off the bus. By the way, I did some research on this. Did you know, Fez, that the 2015 Carolina Panthers, they only had one win versus an above 500 team that year, but they still went to the Super Bowl. At the end of the year, they don't ask how, just how many. Russell Wilson is a gem. But Kirk Cousins has a chance to make a name for himself quickly. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins typically does not make a favorable name for himself away from his comfortable 1 o'clock Eastern start time. If you just bet on Cousins when it was a 1 o'clock Eastern game, you cash 65% of the time. All other games, 34%. Well, this being a primetime game, that's the bad role for Cousins. Thielen is banged up, and I don't even know if, if he's going to play here. Certainly not going to be 100%. I can only look towards Seattle with that big home field edge. All right, Minnesota getting points. It's a It's a curious line to me, only laying three at home on a Monday night, given all the information you just, you know, put forth all right fez let's get to our best bets let's go to arizona go to the desert we'll take arizona plus three against the rams who i think are going to have a monday night football hangover after that horrible performance where baltimore sent them a clear message they're not going to be able to compete for the super bowl i know this arizona is going to be fully rested against a team having a short work week uh some of the underlying numbers for the rams eh, just look at Goff: 11 touchdowns 10 interceptions this year he was 32 touchdowns 12 interceptions last year worried a little bit that kyler murray may not be fully 100 percent, but murray playing much better i am indeed on arizona plus the three all right very good fez and i am all over the new england patriots like a hobo on a ham sandwich i love the patriots minus three tomorrow night against houston yeah i know all about the offense i've heard the group think echo chamber they're only averaging 232 yards per game 3.2 yards per rush but they make the plays when they need to make them. They win games. They'll take care of business tomorrow night in Texas. I like the Patriots minus three over the Houston Texans as my best bet. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. He's Steve Fezzik. I'm Bernie Fratto. Next up, it's the man from Nashville. It's time for the Jason Martin and the Jason Martin Show. Keep it locked. Straight out of Vegas! Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. 
every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL. And I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.